0: Welcome to the Journey Living Podcast, where we take on the real-life topics while inspiring you toward hope and healing in God's Word. Join Pastor Mark Bird, along with speaker, Christian Life Coach, Shannon Meyer, as they guide you through a roadmap, gaining fresh vision and inspiration for going forward on your journey, encouraging you to run your race with endurance that is set before you. Again, it's Mark Bird, and welcome back to Journey Living. The program today, as many of you are going to discover, is maybe just the word that you're looking for. You may find yourself in a spot, and maybe nobody else knows about it. Maybe you're keeping this to yourself, but maybe you're experiencing a little bit of the winter blues today. This is just the place to be, and this is the right time for you to tune in. Uh, With me on the program, as always, Shannon Meyer from Journey Living Ministries. Welcome, Shannon.
1: Well, how are you doing, Mark? I'm so glad to join you again today and all of our listeners. It is that time of year, friends, and it is where we experience the winter blues. We're coming out of the holidays. We've received our first credit card bill from all of those (laughs) gifts we overpurchased. The skies are gray. The air is cold if you're up north. And maybe it's been a while since you saw that big, red, bold sunshine in the sky. And it's there that you're thinking, oh, how long will this winter last? And for those of us who are in those northern states that it seems like the winds blow harder and the skies get grayer year after year and coming out of a season of COVID. I don't even know if we're out of it. Would you say, Mark, we're out of it? It's just continuous.
0: It seems like it, Shannon. It seems like, can this thing be over already?
1: It's like COVID had its own winter blues during the spring, summer months as well. But you know, the winter blues are a real thing, and that's where we'll often find um, fatigue, depression, hopelessness, and we'll even find a social withdrawal from our friends and our our loved ones. It comes with a wave of low emotions and that can come on these really dark days. And so there is scientific fact that we can experience this. A lot of it's caused by the reduced level of sunlight because of the fall months, but it's also our internal clocks that kind of get out of kilter. They're interrupted with the daylight savings time. And then our serotonin levels drop, that brain chemical that affects our mood. Did you know, Mark, here's a little trivia. Which is the saddest month of the year?
0: Uh, If I had to guess, it'd be either January or
1: February. January is right. and It's because the skies are so gray, the air is so cold, and we rarely see the sun. But there is a specific day... That is called Blue Monday. Oh, my. It's the third week in January, and that is supposed to be the saddest day of the year. Isn't that sad?
0: Wow, that is. It's interesting that they tracked it like that. It
1: was from the UK. A travel company realized that this is where people found themselves at the lowest point in their year. But we don't want this to be a sad show.
0: No, not at all. But
1: we do want to talk to those of you who are struggling. And what does the Bible say? Does the Bible even talk about depression like this? You know, sometimes, and I know when we were growing up, you didn't hear a lot about mental illness today. I think we have a a better understanding. It's more prevalent. But some of us just have seasonal depression. I know when the sun is shining, I am one happy girl. (laughs) That's true. When it's rain and cold and dreary, I'm usually sad. I eat more, I sleep longer, I don't talk as much. And it's there that this is a true feeling, this is a true mood, this is a true sensation. Some of us need um, medicine from time to time with depression, but a lot of times it's just the winter blues. So today we're going to talk about that. It's in Deuteronomy 31 that says, The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. So do not be afraid and don't be discouraged. I think that's a great promise, Mark, in Deuteronomy, because a lot of times in our loneliness and in our despair, the enemy wreaks havoc and wants you to think, no one else is going through this. You're sitting alone. And if God loved you, like we talked about last week, you know, the, the father of love, this God of love who loves you so much and put himself on the cross for you, where is he? And why am I so sad? What does the Bible say? Smart.
0: Yeah, and you know, uh, another thought to add on to that too, Shannon, because uh, I bet for most of us, if we're feeling that, we aren't necessarily telling anybody about that, Shannon.
1: You're absolutely right.
0: That's a lonely journey. It is, but here's what the Bible says, and I love this because... This is a promise, and maybe you're familiar with this passage. Maybe not. Maybe you're hearing it for the first time. But this is right out of the book of Psalms, uh, chapter 51. It says, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. Maybe you're feeling broken. And it says, a broken and contrite heart. These, O God, you will not despise.
1: I love that verse, Mark. And I think that um, we know the verse that God is near the brokenhearted, I have a dear friend that's lost her father this year and just just so distraught and wondering where God is in all this. And I often remind her that he is nearest to the brokenhearted. And so maybe you feel like, oh, I should be reading my Bible more. I should be praying more. You just are in this sad state of being. Listen, rest assured, God has never been more close than he is right now in this time of sadness, this desperation and this hopeless feeling during these cold winter months.
0: Yeah. And I'm reminded, Shannon, that this is the time that we get to feeling downcast, you know, and I'm reminded of the psalmist that said, why so downcast, oh, my soul? Put your hope in God. But you know what? Shannon, I know by experience, when you're feeling downcast, you just sometimes don't feel like it.
1: You feel downcast. Right. (laughs) And it's what can we do that we can counter? Because I think... What we have to remember is when we feed into these feelings, I often teach this with my kiddos and when I'm doing life coaching, whatever you feed, you will have to tame. Mm. You feed a monster. And I think of that sometimes as the enemy just loves to taunt us and despairingly just, yeah, where is God? There's no hope. If he loved you, he would be here. There's something we can do, and it's found beautifully tucked in Philippians 4, 8, and it says, finally, brothers, and this is such a familiar verse to a lot of us, but I want you to hear these words, and I want you to, I want to challenge you this week. As you're feeling blue, maybe those credit card bills are out, (laughs) out (laughs) astronomical right now, the the gift boxes are maybe still lined up in your garage, and you just, maybe there's a half a Christmas strand flickering somewhere.
0: Yeah, there you go.
1: I just want this all to go away. I can't wait for the summer to to shine. But it's here that we can find in Philippians 4, 8. says, finally, brothers and sisters, if you're listening out there, listen. Whatever is true, whatever is true, don't listen to the enemy. If you don't know the truth, you've got to get in God's word. Whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Now, I know we all at this time of year don't need another assignment. A lot of us have already failed our New Year's resolutions.
0: You know, <laughs> By now, yeah. You know,
1: please don't make me do something else, Shannon. I really just want to lay here under the covers and pull my head underneath even farther and not come out. But I think it's there's a part of us that God is asking and requesting for us. Listen, Think about what is good. Maybe it is that big fluffy blanket you're tucked under. (laughs) Maybe it's those warm sweatpants or sweatshirt you got for Christmas. That is good because you know there are people around this world freezing in the cold right now. They're in box cities, the homeless shelters and tents and, and people who are just destitute. We do have a lot to be thankful for. And I know in the darkest time of my life, in the last few years of my husband's cancer journey... I found a time of great despair and sorrow. And God says, I want you to start writing everything down that's good. And it it took time. It took effort. But man, I want to tell you something. It brought me up out of my depression very quickly because it showed me how good I really still did have that.
0: That's so good, Shannon. And I'm reminded of this uh, little passage of Scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 7. And it goes with what I shared earlier. And it says, Nevertheless, God who comforts the downcast. So we talked about being downcast. And we also talked about what does it feel like when I'm downcast? And it means I don't feel like doing anything like you're describing, Shannon. But it says as a reminder God comforts the downcast. And you know what? It's not that he's mad at you because you're downcast. It's that he wants to comfort you. And it says that he does do that.
1: I love that, that you said he's not mad at us. Because I think a lot of times in our Christian walk where you hear, oh, you're more than an overcomer. We should feel like we should never be down. We should never allow ourselves to go there. And listen, we know that Jesus was an emotional man. He was man, God, in full human form. And it says that shortest verse we've all memorized that Jesus wept. That means he truly cried. His heart hurt. We know that we can grieve the Holy Spirit. So those are things that God is not, it's not foreign to him. He understands it. It reminds me in Psalm 40, verse 1, it says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. I know many of us, that's how we feel when we're in a pit of depression and despair. Many of us have lost loved ones in the past two years. Um, Just seems like a senseless death with covid People have committed suicide over the despair and the compounding factors that just keep becoming like this insurmountable mountain that we're like, God, what else can happen here? I think we have to remind ourselves that we are allowed to cry out to him. And the psalmist says, David here, he turned to me. That means God turned his face to you. And he heard your cry and he lifted me and you out of that slimy pit of the muck and mire where Satan wants to put his foot on our head and put our face in the mud and say, Stay there, stay there. God has nothing
0: good for you. And you know, I'm reminded to Ecclesiastes tells us, Shannon, that there are times and seasons that we will go through in our life. And I want you to hear this today. You might be in a time or a season where you feel hopeless, helpless, depressed, uh, dejected, downcast, whatever you want to say. But I want you to know it's not the end. God has the final say. And he says that he wants to be near you, and he wants to help you, and he wants to save such as those with a broken and contrite spirit. But I want you to know this. You might be in the season, and it may look like there's no light at the end of the tunnel. But listen to what Peter says in his first letter, chapter 5, verse 6. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. When is that due time, Shannon? I don't know. It's not a magic number. But if you hang on to Jesus, if you stay humble in his presence, because he already knows where we're at. He knows where we are no matter where we go. But he will exalt you. The season will turn around.
1: Those are great verses and a great reminder, Mark. And I, I love the word of God when it can uplift my spirits and just give me the hope in a hopeless time. But I know there's somebody out there listening to us and saying, you know what, you guys, I know all the scripture. I know what I'm supposed to do. And I just can't pull myself out of this. I love Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. Many of you know this, but I am going to read out of the, the message version today because it's so true to life where we are today. It says, are you tired? Big question mark. Worn out? Another question mark. Let me just ask this too: burn out on religion. Mm. For all of you who are caught up in that religious world of just doing and going and you feel like, God, I can't stop because you'll be mad at me. He's mm. saying, are you burned out on religion? Here's what he says, you guys. He says, come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I love that. You'll recover your life, what has lost, what the enemy has tried to take from you. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. I don't know about you, Mark, but that is like music to my ears in the month of January, February, and March when the... The months just go on and you're like, I can't take much more, Lord.
0: Yeah, you know, Shannon, and just sitting there thinking about what God has said about us. And just there are times when we cannot utter a word that we just feel literally gripped with depression, loneliness, all of those feelings of separation. But our prayer, Shannon, for this program and even especially this episode is for those that are listening that they would just hear the voice of the Lord, Shannon, that they wouldn't necessarily hear our voices per se, but they would hear these words and and we keep going to the scripture, Shannon, why? Because it's the hope, it's the peace, it's the comfort, it's the reassurance And I want to take us to Romans 8 and verse 1 right away. If you are in Christ Jesus, no matter what season you're going in, and maybe you're in a tight-lipped season where your lips feel like they're just pursed and they can't really utter anything, I want you to know that there is therefore now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. And it doesn't say that those who perform or those that speak enough words, or those that pray long enough, or those that have done great things, great works. It says if you're in Christ Jesus, there's no condemnation.
1: That is so good, Mark. Boy, I need that for myself many a time, because it's there that I can just lay, and I don't have words. I know there were many times while we spent time in the James Cancer Center, and I felt like I would take my Bible or my devotion, and I would look at those words, and I would think, I would feel so guilty that I couldn't even comprehend the words or I couldn't utter a prayer. But, you know, we're reminded that Jesus goes before the Lord himself and he's our intercessor and the Holy Spirit can interpret those groans. And I I often think there were utterances that I didn't even know what I said and I, I needed to get out. But then there came that reassurance that he even knows my groanings, he He can understand even what I can't even get out. And so that's so refreshing to me. And I hope that's an encouragement to somebody today who just needs to say, I can't even pray today, Shannon and Mark. I I don't even know what to say. Could I just encourage you just to get in a quiet place? Maybe just sit there with your hands open and just receive the love of the Lord. We talked about that last week. Um, If you missed that, go back on the love week where Jesus just captures you he puts his left hand behind your neck and his right hand he embraces you it's just like a father or husband i think from a female standpoint it would just come in and embrace you and love you and show you that strength in him that he will take care of you but i too am reminded and all we have is the scripture mark you and i teach and preach all over and we're an encouragement but listen our encouragement comes nothing from our inner self it comes from the lord and the lord himself so I can't make excuses or say, hey, I've got this scientific factor formula for you. Hey, you guys, if you're listening today, the only thing that we can hang on to and cling to in our times of desperation is the Lord. And thank God we have that message freely to us in every version. Now, I mean, it's like seems like if you don't know where to read. Just get a you version on your Bible app um, on your phone just open up the Psalms and just start beginning to read how how David cried out. But Psalm 9 verse 9 says, the Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. Those who know your name will trust in you for you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. You know, I don't know that there's a big formula for seeking, Mark. Do you? Is it just that we just present ourselves to him and say, here I am, Lord. I'm just coming to your throne room. Sometimes I'll vision in my my own mind when I'm so desperate. I just like throw myself at his feet right? at his throne room and say, here I am, Lord, and I'm seeking you.
0: And Shannon, you know, I have to admit there's been times uh, in my own life where I'm downcast and I know that my help comes from the Lord. And I'll say, Lord, I don't even know where to go. Like, There's all kinds of scriptures, and listen, I I have a lot of them memorized. But there are times, Shannon, where i found myself and I say, you know what, I'm just going to open the book of Psalms, and I'm going to just start reading the book of Psalms. Why? Here's why. Because David himself, King David, the mighty man of God, the man after God's own heart, in God's own words, he found himself in those places. And he would even cry out and write Psalms that say, Lord, where are you? I don't even know you. I don't even know if you're present. I don't even know if you're listening to me. And he was really, really real with the Lord. Now, did the Lord cast him out? By no means. The Lord listened. And I want you to hear this uh, particular scripture out of John chapter 8. And this is in regards to the woman who was caught, red-handed, if you will, in adultery. But I want you to hear this starting in part of verse 9. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. Verse 10 starts, When Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? And she said, verse 11, No one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more.
1: So good, Mark. You know what's so funny is Mark and I don't write out our podcasts that we have this all put together. We really allow the Lord to lead and guide. We have a we have a set agenda of what we're gonna talk about. But what's so cool is this. I had just opened my Bible and Mark is laughing <laughs> literally out loud. Psalm twenty five. And I wanted to speak to that person who maybe is in a place of despair and your winter blues, you're saying, I have winter blues because I brought this on myself. And here you speak of this woman. but Psalm 25 says the same. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul, in you I trust, O my God. Do not let me be put to shame, nor let my enemies triumphant over me. No one whose hope is in you will ever be put to shame, but they will be put to shame who are treacherous without excuse. I just have this feeling that David is. Um, met his match somewhere and mm. he is up against his enemies and he's saying oh god please don't let me be put to shame here please don't let my enemies triumph over me and maybe you're feeling this season of despair because you're single now maybe maybe you've had an affair and and or you're the home wrecker or your husband has left you because of something you I don't know somebody I just feel like in my spirit somebody needs to hear That God is not going to leave you nor forsake you either. In the verse you just shared, Mark, that even in our sin, God is still with us. And even if we've created our own dark clouds in our own storm, God does not leave us destitute. And he is not the father or the parent that says, you made your bed, now lie in it. A lot of us have heard that in our lifetime and it makes us think, well, that must be how God thinks of us too. That's not true. I I believe David is crying out saying, Lord, and he goes on to say, show me your ways, teach me your paths. He's crying out to God. He needs the truth. He wants God to teach him. But you know, God will gladly do that. But he is a gentleman. And I say this all the time. He will not go where he's not invited. So you're going to have to cry out to him. Uh, there's a great Bible study just in the Psalms. I think it's 33 or 34 times. If you do the Bible study just in Psalms of how many times you will read the word that David cries out to the Lord. It's well over 30 times that he just cries out and cries out. That tells me that that's for us to do. And that is audibly. That's physically. That's just not like crying out in your spirit. Like, God, I need you. God, I need you. I blew it. I want to just encourage somebody that even if your dark clouds, if your winter blues are from your own sin, that God will not leave you either. He's there for you.
0: Yeah. And Jesus knew exactly what the woman was caught in. But he said, I don't condemn you, woman. But he didn't just say, well, you know, just here's a license. Just keep on doing that. No, he did say, go and sin no more. Right. But he set her free. He forgave her knowing exactly what she did. And he said, where are your condemners? And neither do I condemn you.
1: That's so good, Mark. I think that's such a great place to end today because I think for many of us, we're looking at a time of what's next. We've come through two very difficult years. All of us, I don't think unless you were under a rock, (laughs) you've probably not suffered some sort of sadness, some disappointment. You've lost jobs. We've lost loved ones. We've lost our health. Maybe you've lost your home through this pandemic. Maybe you've lost friends. And there just seems to be one dark gray cloud after another, after another. And it's there that many times suicides are in the spring. It's something I had learned recently from a funeral director friend of mine that I work closely with. And it's there that it's because when you come out of a very dark time or when those dark clouds are over, you still feel despondent. It's in the springtime that most suicides happen. And it's here that I want to encourage you not to stay in that dark place. Seek the Lord. Chase after him. Fall on your face toward him. Cry out to him because it's there that the enemy will do the most damage. And remember 1 Peter 5 eight it says your enemy, Satan, the devil, is roaming around seeking. That is the operative word. Seeking whom he can devour. He goes for the weak. He goes for the wounded, He goes for the sick, and He goes for the young. If you are any of those, which most of us have been at every given part of our life, we could be in that category. Get on the inside. Don't be out on the fray. Get with a good friend. Reach out to us at Journey Living. Get in the Word. God is is the best friend you could ever have. He will not leave you. And Just like Matthew 11 says, come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest.
0: So well said, Shannon. Nothing else to add to that. There doesn't need to be a cherry on top or whipped cream or nuts or anything. That is the Word of God. That is the heart of God. We just want to thank you again for tuning in to Journey Living, and be sure and join us again next week, where we'll dig more out, and we will encourage you with the Word of God.